0: What's good with you guys? It's Johan Francis right here, CSCS, and this is my show, Ego Killer. Welcome to my show. Let's talk about all the moves you need to make in the gym to help you live better when you're outside in life, doing your thing. Remember, you can find me at egokillershow.com, also on the Substack, hit me on the Substack, coachyohan.substack.com, all right? So... A lot of what we do in the gym, it's temporary. It's only going to be a finite amount of time before we actually leave, right? And so we have to do everything we can to get it in to make sure that when we're in here doing our thing, we're hitting on all cylinders, right? We're hitting on our, – our, our engines are revving. We're getting active. We're pushing the limit, at least a little bit. If we're not pushing the limit physically. We're doing so Mentally, And what I mean is you're challenging yourself. This is why oftentimes I'll say that this place is where we get to give ourselves a little bit of physical, physical therapy. Right? Here we get to challenge all that stuff. And so we only have a certain amount of time to do it. Very few of us actually even barely get to get in the gym every time per week. Make the most of it. I know you guys are doing that thing. I know you guys are making the most of it. All right? When we are here, we're hitting it. When we leave, we're not vegging out. We're not taking our foot off the pedal. We're not just laying down, rolling over and being like, yo, I did that. Let me now just chill and recover. No, no, no. We have to make sure that we take every effort to protect our investment. And our investment is our body. Our investment is our um, physical life. And so to protect and reinforce that investment, we need to be recovering adequately, right? We need to make sure that what we're doing when we're not working out, when we're not being super-duper active, when we're not pushing our limits, is we're taking care of our body and we're actually putting it in a position so that when we do ramp up again, we're able to sustain, maintain, or even get better. When we miss a day of working out, when we miss a day of training, we're not sacrificing ourselves at the altar of lethargy, right? We're back in the business, doing the thing the next time out we end up in a space where lethargy is the order of the day when we miss a workout, not only is that kind of create shit habits, but we make it really hard. The activation energy to jump back into the gym becomes super high and insurmountable, and no one wants to do that. Why not make it easy on yourself, right? Make your life really, 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 really easy. And so when we're not in here doing anything, we need to be healing. I need you guys to start taking your health seriously and make healing a habit. So the word healing, especially in this day and age where we're taking a lot of interest in our mental health and those type of things comes with a lot of extra connotation or baggage behind it. Healing oftentimes not just referred to physically, but also internally on the internal part of our being. Right. But look, I need you guys to heal Physically. Healing also too can kinda make us think about healing from a wound or a cut or a tear inside the body. Tears are internal. You can't see when you've torn one of your finger ligaments. You can't see when you tear an ACL. You can just kind of feel it. You know, doctors can feel around for it. You if you get good enough, you can feel around. Massage therapists have been known to do it too. Physical therapists also. Cuts. Cuts are very visible. It's the definition of a cut, very visible, healing, healing, right? But it isn't just wounds that we want to heal from. It is the action of training because remember, training is us pushing ourselves to a limit of overload such that the next time we do the same thing, we have what we call super compensation. In bouts of training, where the thing we did, whatever that was, right, was working through just doing a – Full-throated bodyweight calisthenics, 30 minutes of that, hard. Well, if I repeat that same exact thing, you know, judo push-ups followed by leg pulls followed by push-ups, and then pull-ups for sets, repeatedly for 30 minutes, for example, if I did that same exercise again, I overloaded my body such that after proper healing and recovery, what's going to happen is the next time I do that, I'm going to be able to do the same amount but faster or do more work, more load in the same amount of time you do that. And guess what? You can walk it off. You healed properly. So I need you guys though, to take healing as a habit. Cause what happens with folks is you get sore and that's it. Look, not, not all of you, not even clo- Look, the people I meet on a weekly basis that come and train with me here, you guys are tough, mentally strong, Right, you guys are in here. You're you're sore, whatever. You're back in. That's nothing. I hope soreness doesn't keep you from the gym. But I know some of you, you don't like to be free. You don't like to be sore. Now you got the trick, the trick shoulder, (laughs) right? Is starting to show up, and now all of a sudden it's like, can't get in there. I had a sore neck, or something like this. This is not the move. Some of you guys, hey, you'll turn away from the gym the minute something pops up with a little bit of adversity. And I can't have you guys bending and bowing out because of adversity. This is actually where we have to double down in our efforts. Some of us too, we got injured a long time ago and because we forget that that injury was more than likely a freak accident, you forget that that probably ain't going to happen again, but we become overprotective of areas of our body. In fact, Going even a little bit further, this is the time where you actually should be using braces. You should be using braces when you injure yourself in activity and you're repeating that or similar activities. You should be wearing that brace when you're doing that activity and not indefinitely. All right. But anyway, healing's a habit. I need you guys to start taking focus on it a lot more. We're going to talk about three ways that I've noticed over the years that I, me personally that I do all the time that I, I advise week after week that you guys get into when you talk about your healing and recovery every time out, all right? If you work and train long enough, you must be taking appraisal of the fact that you need to be healing. Am I wrong? training long enough means that you have to feel better about yourself because you're either constantly sore, constantly fatigued, or the legs are constantly hot meaning you constantly feel like you're not at 100%. You're like, you know, you're like the Raiders on week 13 of the season. You're not fully 100% because you're working out so hard all the time. Well, that right there is a clear indicator that we have to spend a lot more time working with our healing and our recovery. Good thing is this, we have so many ways to do it nowadays, so many ways that weren't necessarily available when I started working out, but now guess what, we're out here, we're jumping in the cryo chamber, the, the hyperbaric chamber, we're getting the compression work, right, you can go to the mall and get you a massage real quick, and that is a form of healing, you could do that for under $30, right, and get that half hour in. That's big, big, big. You need to be doing that. We need to be doing that. We need to be also okay with putting our body through the recovery process. And even though we had soft t- tissue injury, right? Like if you had a meniscus, if you had a labrum tear, a disc herniated that doesn't mean you don't get an opportunity to get back in the gym after your recovery and PT it just means that you're going to spend a little bit more time than the average bear recovering you're going to recover a lot harder there is no excuse for you to get back up in here that suffices. like if you have an excuse you should be doing the thing all right look There's a thousand ways to get the recovery in. There's passive rest. There's passive rest where you literally just take one day, not two, not three, one day off. Okay. Now look, sometimes what happens is you take one day and the next day is ultra busy and you accidentally take two. It's happened. We're human. All right. But the, the key is taking one day to yourself and not even on that day, just laying up, Hugged up in the bed all day. You might actually do some recovery jogging or movement. That's a nice passive rest. It could also relate to passive nutrition, which is something that we'll talk about a little bit later on. It could be passive nutrition where you're eating the right foods and recovering based on what you did before. The right ratios of macros. And more to the point, uh, great nutrition. All right. Excuse me, Great hydration. Maybe that's what we do when we do a passive recovery. It could be something active-passive, right? This maybe will dip into your wallet a little bit. It might cost a little bit more for you to get this active-passive recovery in where you're using massages and services and compressions and water compression, Thai massage, whatever it might be. But I call that active-passive because you don't have to do much of anything, but you do have to be invested mentally when you're there – you can check out when you get a massage, but you do need to have awareness not to go run on a treadmill for 5, 10 miles after you get a massage. So it's a little tiny. It's passive, but it's also like your body's getting moved around. Your muscles are moving around when that massage therapist jumps up on the back and does the thing, right? So it's not like you're fully contracting, but you're definitely contracting and releasing muscle. Some people, I know sometimes after a massage, I feel a little fatigued for a little time and that's a good thing because what should naturally happen is your body should power down after your training sessions and when we overdo it at times and we all do it you don't settle down your body is hyper responsive for a long period of time it's compensatory to those mechanisms the feedback the inhibitory feedback response of your body where it's like I'm not walking with a sandbag on my back anymore that weighs 50 pounds. I could power down the system. That stops happening readily. And so you need someone to come in, right? Your best bet is going to hinge on the following. The fact that there's massage guns in every gym. The fact that you can go to Amazon, you can go to the mall, go anywhere. You could trip. You look down, you trip. Over something hard, and there's massage guns are everywhere, right? They're everywhere. There've been a few times where I'm training fighters, and I'll walk in the gym with the massage gun because the massage gun is so easy, it's portable, and it gets a lot done. So we'll actually talk a little bit more about how to use that thing. Another thing that's one of my non-negotiables. All right, so, I mean, we're talking about massage guns. Very handheld. Everybody can carry it. You can get hard lacrosse balls, right? They're big enough. They're harder than tennis balls. Really aid in recovery. But not everybody knows how to use it. Foam rollers, no one carries those things around. So those, that's why I'm not including those two things. But heat packs. Heat packs are real easy. Heat packs are easy for you to load up. In fact, if you have access to a microwave at work, I dare you to throw that heat back in there and pull it right back out. These things are great means for healing your body. All right? So those that's number 1 and number 2 and number 3 we're going to talk about hydration. I'm going to talk a little bit about a little bit about how to get hydrated using alkaline water and supplements because if you're working out really really hard, regular hydration becomes just a little bit more Dubious and you have to actually spend more time. All right. So your permutation and recovery can include all three of these things. It can include one, but it best not include none. Okay. It best not include none. If you have injury, if you have injury and you're looking to stay healed in between training sessions, or even if you're kind of too worried about it and you're using that as the biggest hurdle in the world to get back inside the gym, You need to break out with the massage gun or some of the super bands, right? Bands help a lot. They don't just help with the dance. They help a lot in aiding your recovery and rebuilding status. You can just go on to YouTube, but one thing that you have to remember about using your bands, especially if you've gone to physical therapy, is you have to spend a lot of time familiarizing yourself with... The angle that you're working at and also the use of the band. So there's, there's a learning curve with using bands for recovery. So what I would suggest is you just kind of mimic whatever your physical therapist asks you to do when you're using bands for recovery and healing. All right. So using your bands, isolating movement, and then getting into mobility and strengthening, as we've talked about in the past, is your best bet. All right. So I'm actually going to put that at number one is bands. You can use bands to heal and recover. When you have a day off, this might be a great way for you to stay active. You can put yourself into a lot of positions with bands. You could put yourself into a lot of isometric positions, proprioceptive positions where you're pulling the leg behind the hip, right? Laying on your stomach, for example, with bands. Tie a band around the ankle, open up that hip, quad using your upper body as the anchor so the upper body's firm in this particular example the low body is loose that's proprioceptive there's a push-pull involved this is high-level stretching championship heavyweight champ stretching that's one thing that you can do with your bands and again because there is a learning curve All I'm trying to do is help you guys to remember that healing is a habit. That you don't need to stay away from the gym or your activity because of injury alone. I want you to remember that that's not a good enough excuse. Sorry. So the next thing is your massage guns. So they're everywhere. They're everywhere. The more I start carrying around outside the gym and go to, you know, you know, other gyms or whatever it might be around other athletes. I always get, yo, I almost bought one of those, da 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 Okay, great, right? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere, and I suggest you guys go ahead and make that leap. If anything, you only need three of those heads, and I talk about this all the time. So you need a larger flat head, turn your Massage gun up to the highest setting it can, the highest kind of rating it has. So if it goes up to 20, turn it up to 20. If it goes up to 5, turn it up to 5 or 4. And get to work on that muscle with the flat, biggest surface area head. Trace the muscles that you're going to work out. How do you know what muscles you need to do? Well, you're going to feel a little density. Density is what we're going to talk and refer to as trigger points or knots. All right. That's where you need to be. So you're just kind of drawing your muscle with that flat head. Later, well, excuse me, as you draw and trace that muscle, what's going to happen is that thing's going to bounce back at you because there is density inside that tissue. There's a lot of reasons why you don't want density. Ischemic muscle, muscle, muscle that doesn't carry action potential across it, which means it doesn't contract very well. Doesn't have good oxygen flow, right? It has too much water around it. All of these, the, these all those things are things that happen to muscle, hypertonic muscle, which doesn't move very well or slide in, around other muscle. All of that is just code for you're stiff as shit, <laughs> right? So if you're really stiff, your muscles don't heal themselves properly. You need to assist it. Handheld massage guns do the trick. This is why also heat. Okay, moving on to number three now is big. If you think about the role of heat, heat and friction are the same. Why would you want friction, like percussion, with the massage gun? Because heat speeds up molecules, it speeds up fluid, it allows for osmotic pressure to differentiate itself. Flowing water starts to flow. Interstitials and through your interstitial spaces near around your muscles and also your blood, right? Your blood. Your blood has these series of highways that sometimes get occluded and cramped when we have tight fascia or tight muscle. Banging that muscle, that fascia with the massage gun and then opening those blood vessels again with heat because heat is speed, heat is positive friction allows For larger molecules to get deeper along those highways inside your body. And that's where the healing happens. Also, if you have damage to an area that's related to, you know, could be post-surgery or whatever it is. Yo, getting all those big molecules, those phages is what you would call them. Back to the injury site to carry off some what you would call internal cellular debris. All of that is associated with healing, and healing is a habit. We don't languish. We don't get lethargic. No, we're able to be self-healing when we have hard workouts or hard training. We're never going to be on our back heels, right, like a disoriented cornerback or safety, looking at that deep nine go over their head. That's uh, football vernacular. Anyway, we're not going to be back on our heels when it comes to our workouts. We're always going to be in a state of being active. You guys know I always talk about being active versus reactive, being proactive versus reactive, meaning, yo, you're always taking action. You're going to refill your batteries a lot quicker. When we are always reactive, you're constantly getting drained. You're constantly getting drained and that oftentimes means I associate it with anyways with not doing enough right a drain on our energy in general physical and other energies has a lot to do with us just not doing enough to restore so take the time to restore your body healing is in fact a habit so let's finish up with hydration so this is a passive type of healing and recovery water Galore all day and tomorrow, you know, me, it's one of those everyday wake up morning matrices matrices that I talked about a long time ago, meaning, yo, every morning you should be thinking about a few things, right? Getting your mindset on your meditation on right quick or your mindset goals going. You should have had your sleep on hit and you should have had the hydration on hit and that's water now what happens is you start to work out really really hard your body starts to crave more hydration let's put it that way what's gonna what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to spend a little bit more time keeping it hydrated more time more activity more mind energy more focus I should say keeping it hydrated what that translates to is, how are you going to stay hydrated if not just for water? You need to get more electrolytes. You need to spend more time getting bigger molecules up in that bloodstream. Maybe it's branched-chain amino acids with electrolytes, right? Those are big molecules. Once those start to flow around in your body, your body starts to hold on to water a little bit more and a little bit longer. So those are the only supplements that I'll still advocate to this day, and supplements that allow you guys to take in more electrolytes and more branched chain amino acids because water look I've been in spaces where I've trained really hard really hard right 8 7 weeks at a time and at the beginning of the training period I'm recovering poorly really slowly because I don't I'm not a person that likes Supplements so I'll come in here and I'll just think like all I have to do is drink a little bit of water. and I'll be alright, but because I'm training so hard multiple times different modalities of training hitting pads lifting weight going on runs water just simply isn't enough. It sounds counterintuitive because it's water, but the truth is as far as your blood goes where Real hydration is happening, right? We think of hydration as just throwing water down your gullet, but it's actually happening at the near microscopic level, right? At the blood. Where that is concerned, we need to be able to fill up that blood with bigger molecules. And so I noticed that when I started taking more branch chain amino acids, of course, you know, My girlfriend will have some. I didn't go out and buy a lot of this stuff regularly. I started to feel really more hydrated. I stopped feeling so shit during later training sessions because my hydration status started to climb back up. It started to climb back up because I started to pay more attention to drinking the right types of fluids. And it made a huge difference. So take it from me who's done both. You know, staunchly anti-supplement and then doing that branched-chain amino acid thing and feeling great. Later on. Well it doesn't have to just be that. Have you guys have been toying around with the sm- with, the, with either the smart water. You guys have been toying around with that. Or the alkaline water. This is water with electrolytes in it. And the alkaline water takes it a step further. This is actually high P- higher pH water. So the idea behind that. Is that there's less hydrogen ions in your water. And so study after study shows that this actually might support buffering your blood again supplying your blood with the carbonic with well with the carbonic acid and carbonate which are blood buffers that it needs to sustain hydration okay basically the bigger molecules and those aren't huge compared to like sugar and stuff but more stuff that's in your bloodstream the more easy it is to stay hydrated and so if you guys mess around with the alkaline water you might actually according to studies stay more hydrated especially after really hard anaerobic exercise it definitely shows that your blood volume gets a lot thicker after workouts and that's positively correlated to hydration so the science tends to speak to that but there is that option out there so toy around with the alkaline water I want you guys to make sure that you're using your heat, your massage guns, which are ubiquitous. And we talked about how to do... Oh, let me finish the massage gun point. I went right into heat. Okay, backing up to massage guns. I forgot to mention that after you trace the muscle with the big head, get the smallest tip you can and look for that density. You're going to hammer that density at very low speed. And that's akin to having your favorite massage therapist just needle you with his or her bony ass <laughs> elbows and near blinding excruciating velocities in your back or your hip or your knee you know where it really hurts but it feels really good at the same time yeah that right there is actually what that gun mimics when you put the smallest head at the lowest speed on there and again the tracing the muscle with the bigger head is just to enact kind of inhibitory responses along the biggest muscle fibers of that muscle, which take on the most tension. That's why you do that first, and then you get really in there and deep, deep down into the muscle with that little head. So you might have to bite down on something real quick, take a little pain, but it'll feel good later. And look, now healing hopefully is a habit, and you have no excuse to sit back and chill after a hard workout or if you're having the biggest hurdle ever to getting back in the gym this is the way to overcome that all right so i want to see you guys turn this into a habit i'm going to end it there let me know how it goes egokillershow.com hit me on the Substack also apple Podcasts to review and let me know how it turns out all right good until the next one stay up